possibly a record crowd, game three, series locked up, one all. Brad, I mean, how many hours did you sleep, mate? Morning to you. There is time for sleep after the finals. We don't sleep now. We're okay. We've been waiting from October for this. This is brilliant. Bring it on. Go those Kings. <laughs> and Xavier Cooks, he's had to deal with the news. Well, when I say deal, he's uh, lapped up the news this week that he's got an NBA contract. We spoke to him the other day. He did admit that, you know, it's not ideal time. Or it hasn't been ideal timing as he's, you know, his head's obviously been all over the place. But uh, what... An unbelievable achievement for him to get a two-year contract to find himself maybe even in a couple of weeks' time playing with the likes of Bradley Beal, Chris Tapps, Porzingis, uh, Kyle Kuzma, etc. Unbelievable. I mean, it gives me goosebumps when you're talking. He's a young kid. I mean, I played against his dad, Eric Cooks, and, you know, great family, great team, you know, great guys. And just for him to do what he uh, has done... You know, he didn't go over to Summer League last year or the year before because it was like, no, they've seen me. If they want me, they know what I can do. I'm not going to do this. And his agent, Daniel Moldovan, did an outstanding job. And to get a two-year deal, on the back of, let's be honest, a spectacular year like by him, it's so well-deserved. Brad, what do the Kings need to do, buddy, to wrap this up? Well, the first thing I'm hearing is the Lamelo Ball record-breaking crowd is going to be broken tonight. So the crowd is massive. Now, that was 16-odd thousand. So it could be a massive entertainment tonight. Look, the Kings, number one, and then the second best news, both players are in. They've trained all week in Cooks and Derek Walton Jr. Yeah. So they got their full squad back. So they're looking like things will go well tonight. They've just got to be able to tighten up the defense like they did a fantastic job in game two. I didn't think they did a great job in game one there. New Zealand will come in and they'll be ready. They've won a couple of times on this floor, so they'll be loving this. But tonight, I think you'll see the Sydney Kings flex their muscle. I think Chase Buford will make the adjustments, and that's what a five-game series is all about. And you'll see the Kings go back 2-1 heading into Sunday. You say you're confident of the Kings, but when you look through the record of both these teams this season... Um, the home ground uh, or the home arena hasn't played its part. Yeah, it's a great point, Loz, isn't it? Like, you know, you think you're going to be in front of 16,000 people and it's not going to help you. And it's so true, and that's the beauty of both of these teams. We do have the best teams playing against each other, and that's what you want, really, at this time of the year. And New Zealand, like I said, they've been great. Uh, Modi Mayer, the coach, has done an outstanding job. And a young Sydney boy, I'm sure a lot of people will know this name, in William McDowell-White, he has been phenomenal for New Zealand playing the point guard. Then you've got their imports, and they will come in extremely confident to Tonight, and without a doubt, if the Kings do not play well, they can get a win. Mm. Just going back to the Sydney Kings as an organisation, Brad, and the fact that they're now in back-to-back um, championship games, um, and they've also had five players over the last five years selected to go and play in the NBA. <laughs> what, what's that say mm. about the league and also the Kings as an organisation? Well, what it does say is, why isn't the NBL taking the commentators over? I mean, if they're that good, these Sydney guys, you know, like they should be. No, it, it, it is. It's, it's done a fantastic job. And that's, that's without a doubt, credit to Larry Kessman. And I said this so many years, you know, like this is now, I don't know, Larry's seventh, eighth, whatever year it is. This league was done. 
we didn't have Larry Kilsman, there is no league. And what he's been able to do and create is phenomenal. We have new teams in southeast Melbourne, Phoenix, and obviously defend the island in in, in the way it's happened with what's happened with Tasmania. I know Clarkie's got a smile my on his face. Favorite, buddy, my second favourite, buddy. My second favourite. I know, brother. I know. <laughs> I know. And then, and then you look at, you know, New Zealand with what happened with COVID. I mean, they've just been, they've been battered and beaten, the NBL, and they have come out absolutely smiling on the other end. You look at LaMelo Ball that came out and all these players, and now what you said there, the fact that five players have gone to the NBA, and not five players that were like, you know, on the vision and we're going to do this. These guys worked hard, stayed here and got going. Credit to the NBL, credit to Paul Smith and Chris Pongrass of what they've done for the Sydney Kings and an outstanding job. And I'm just proud to be able to be associated with this club and with this team. Did the Breakers blow their chance? It just oh, had yeah. that feeling in game two. Mm. You've got Derek Walton Jr. and Xavier Cooks down. And the fact they didn't capitalise, you just had the feeling, Brad, watching it. I saw the end of the game uh, that, uh, gee, they're going to rue this. And that is a great point because the question is, how much now have they got in the tank knowing, damn it, we could have been 2-0 and and who cares what happens then with three bites to win it? And no team usually comes back from that. Yeah, they blew it. The Sydney Kings, I mean, Xavier Cook's an NBA player now. I think he's played 11 minutes, made no impact whatsoever. Now he's back. Derek Walton Jr. didn't play in game two. They had it. They, they had that game on their plate and they served it up. And, you know, Simon was outstanding. I thought Jordan Hunter in the centre was brilliant. And the Kings, God bless them. They did a great job and that's what it's going to take. What about over in the NBA, buddy? Josh Giddy on fire. Yeah, what a great game yesterday. I mean, nearly had a triple-double. He did have one during the week as well. Phoenix won because they're just so powerful. But, yeah. man, I'll tell you what. And speaking of agents, Daniel Moldovan is Josh Giddy's agent. Look, now I think it's next year he gets to sign that extension. Man, that's going to start with a two, and I think. And I'm not talking two million people. I'm talking <laughs> 200 million. <laughs> Bring that on. Uh, now, as far as the Western Conference post the tr- big trades are concerned. So I saw that Kevin Durant actually suffered uh, an ankle injury and didn't play his home debut yesterday. But overall, what they've won, I think, four uh, in a row since he came well, came into the side and played. Uh, and uh, you look at the Dallas Mavericks, and since Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic have come together, not so hot. Yeah, and that was always going to take time with Kyrie because both of those guys are so ball-dominant. They need the ball in their hands. And I didn't know how it's going to work. Now, I saw a game where they won and they both had 40. Now, that is unbelievable, but that's two and far between. So, you know, the, the jury's out with Dallas. I, I thought it was a weird trade. I didn't know how they'd mix. And, you know, with Kyrie's background, we know that he needs that ball. And you don't want to take it away from Luca because he's an MVP candidate. So a tough one. But on the other side, Phoenix, man, they won that trade. They are rolling. That is fantastic for them. Kevin Durant, he looks happy. You know, that little ankle injury. If they stay healthy, man, I don't know who can beat them in the West. I know there's Denver and I know there's good teams, but if they stay healthy, Chris Paul's playing well, Devin Booker's playing well, they are going to be hard to beat. What about in the Eastern Conference, uh, Brad? Like, the Knicks have their eye on the top four. Have they got the roster to compete? And this surprised me because a couple of weeks ago when I looked, Celtics were um, on top and looked to be flying, but I see the Bucks have overtaken them. So what's happened to the Celtics? 
Yeah, to me, it's the Bucks and the Celtics. As good as New York is, they're not going to go that deep. Look, I don't worry about the Celtics. It's not uncommon at this time of year. You know, they came out of the blocks in, you know, October really well. They've done everything they did. There was a lot of talk of trades, but why would you trade? Don't forget, they had a really bad off-season with their coach getting fired and moved on or whatever it was. So I feel I I can't see anyone but the Celtics and the Bucks being in that seven-game series. And then it's just going to be, right, who's healthier and who's playing well? I love that Joey Ingles is with the Bucks. He's starting to get really good. And obviously, our Aussie, who won the bronze medal, he's hitting down those shots and the Greek freak's going to work. So that will be a seven-game ripper series. Let's hope we see it. Enjoy tonight, mate. Going to be big. Oh, I'm going there now. Forget it. I'm just going to wait. <laughs> <laughs>